0: Hi guys, welcome to episode 31 of The Beauty of Ugly. My name is Sim Tong and let's talk about some stuff. Yeah, good job for uh, episode 31, Sim. I actually have to uh, praise myself. I actually have to um, tell myself I'm doing a good job. I have to give myself lots of affirmations because uh, actually, to be honest, uh, the past couple of days I've been feeling a little bit blue and I know these these things are hard to really figure out, right, where it's coming from. Sometimes it's just there. Um, sometimes it could be for small reasons. Sometimes there's um, maybe bigger underlying reason. I can't really pinpoint it. There's nothing really wrong, you know? So uh, yeah, it could be just one of those feelings that comes and goes. And part of me is like, yeah, that's normal. Um, this will pass. And then there's part of me that's just like, What's wrong with you? Everything's fine. Snap out of it, right? Those are the two voices that's always inside of my head. Somewhere in between the two is really where the truth is, right? I want to say I have some thoughts on it. I haven't really written them out in detail. I haven't really um, talked to anyone about it. So I'm going to talk to you guys about it and see if I can kind of sort out some of this uh, tangled mess in my head, I guess. Uh, Who did I talk to this week? This week, I talked to Arif Johan. Uh, who's a twitch streamer i learned a little bit about twitch uh, from him Uh, very interesting uh, very uh, very cool guy he only started streaming on twitch uh, a few months ago but um when i saw his um, twitch stream i felt like oh he knows what he's doing you know he's he's a pro Uh, he knows how to talk in front of the camera he knows how to be uh, i'm gonna say compelling entertaining interesting And then uh, I also talked to Dr. Yu, the gold medalist uh, in the SEA Games eSports Hearthstone. And uh, he explained how the whole uh, eSports in SEA Games uh, works. There were a few games he was uh, representing Malaysia for Hearthstone. Yeah, it was uh, quite a a dramatic uh, turn of events. First, they were going to cancel the game and... I mean, they, they were going to take out Hearthstone, and then in the end, they put it back in. So yeah, but fortunately for him, he was kind of prepared anyway, because he was training for another um, global Hearthstone event. So yeah, in the end, he won the gold medal. Uh, great job, Dr. Yu. And also, he talked a little bit about the, the eSports team had a sports psychologist that was very interesting. I was like, okay, what, what does a sports psychologist do? Like, what did he tell you? You know, what, how do you prepare psychologically, you know, going into the final round of uh esports game, right? So he said, yeah, he, uh, one very helpful advice was that to picture the scenarios that might turn out, um, what happens when you're at match point, you know, um, imagine yourself being in that situation, you're at match point, you're about to win the game. Um, how do you deal with, this what do you think about uh how do you feel you know you familiarize yourself with that feeling with those thoughts with that pressure and then uh, when it happens uh, it's a lot easier to deal with so that was very interesting um yeah so like he had to picture different scenarios what happens if you're at match point what happens if you're opponent is about to win the game and it's match point what happens if you're losing what happens if you're winning yeah all all those feelings uh, and all those thoughts you have to kind of uh, prepare yourself mentally so yeah uh, I asked him is it like uh, preparing yourself for an interview right you're going in thinking what might be asked or what what the situation might be like in there and he says yeah actually it is kind of like that so yeah, if you're in sports or in esports, uh, that's really what you need to do. Okay, um, yeah, who else did I talk to? I talked to Michael Monkhouse, which is a comedian, a new comedian friend. He uh, asked to be on the show, so I was like, why not? A uh, new friend, you know, get to learn, get to know someone else uh, from across the globe. He's in Italy, uh, English comedian in Italy. And uh, we'll be in, I'm going to invite him to my online comedy show, which I think I'm going to have it on Wednesday night. And the reason is because uh, the crack house is closed. Uh, I just caught up on my WhatsApp messages this morning and I realized like the crack house is closed. Uh, there will be no open mic on Wednesday night. And uh, so all the comics are going to look for somewhere to go. And uh, I, think, <laughs> I think a few of them would like to probably come on do the online show um i've been working on the twitch channel i've been uh (laughs) i've had the twitch channel for a while i actually never did anything with it other than uh, stream a few uh quietly stream a few games of starcraft 2 of like two or three months ago and after that i never did anything with my twitch channel because i I don't know, there would seem to be so much to learn. And finally, one step at a time, I learned. I I experimented with uh, multicasting to both Twitch and Facebook. Uh, I finally set up the Twitch uh, chat box on OBS. So it appears on my screen. Uh, so I did that this week. And um, also the Twitch alerts were kind of stressing me out. They were kind of overwhelming to me. I'm like, uh, what What kind of alerts do I need? I know uh, like uh, sometimes people subscribe. Sometimes people donate. And sometimes there are other things there like channel points and bits and yeah, bits and bops. And I don't know enough about Twitch. But with a bit of help from Arif Johan, uh, yeah, I was able to more or less figure it out i still don't fully understand like all the point systems in twitch but um at least for subs no at least for donations i've got it set up so that if anybody really uh, wants to throw money at my twitch channel at least it's going somewhere rather than like oh no this guy doesn't have a, a bucket to to receive the money right so yeah i've been doing that after putting in all this work i've come to realize that maybe twitch is not for me it's a yeah it's possible that twitch is not for me i don't know we'll see uh and she says why were you feeling the blues okay let's get into that yeah you 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 can't really tell where these feelings are coming from it could be like little small things adding up uh so i'll i'll just pick at some very small things and uh they all gonna sound very trivial and uh and in the end i'm just gonna feel like you know what a pussy (laughs) just get over it um I, I put in quite a bit of work to to kind of get my Twitch channel up and I think my expectations for Twitch were kind of like well it's this cool new place and it's starting this um it's starting to have this category called uh, comedy nights you know maybe this could be the future for me maybe I could like um host some uh, comedy i guess open mics over there so it's just a new place and uh, you never know, right? Maybe maybe the growth on there is better than on Facebook. Uh but so far I've not I'm not seeing it. So there's a part of me that's kind of like maybe this is a pipe dream, you know. I think it's mostly that that is uh getting me a little bit down. If I think about it, it's expectations versus reality, right? You guys have seen the memes, right? Expectations versus reality. And uh I thought about it this morning and I think Happiness, basically, it's just can be defined as like the ratio uh, between reality to expectations. Happiness is the reality to expectations ratio, really. So it's like if you go with the old um, beer in a glass, we always say like, uh, well, are you a beer half full or beer uh, half empty guy, right? I think of it in terms of how full is the glass, right? Let's say we're all beer half full people but then uh, the beer isn't always half full sometimes it's like depends on how much beer there is and how much uh, how big the glass is right reality is the beer what what you have right now in your life in your reality you know your health your family your friends um, your activities that you enjoy doing the highlights of your day um, the work satisfaction that you get all these things they are your reality Whereas the expectations that you have, if your reality doesn't meet it, then it's a bit sad, right? Whereas if your reality, if your expectations are lower and your reality meets your expectations, then you're, you're happy because your, your beer is full. I mean, your beer glass is full. I'm kind of trying to say this in a more uh, eloquent way so that it sounds a bit more profound. But basically, the reality is the beer and the expectations is the beer glass, and uh, happiness is how full the beer glass is, really. Uh, that's, that's my conclusion from this morning. <laughs> and that's basically the podcast. Yay. I think my expectations for Twitch were unrealistic because if I look at my media consumption, right, uh, I actually don't really watch a lot of Twitch. To be honest, I would watch Twitch more for research, like how how does people run their stream, And then I'm like, okay, maybe this is what I can do on my stream. So kind of like for research, I never really like uh, enjoyed the stream as purely as a viewer that much. I would watch a stream, enjoy it for a few minutes, and then I'm like, okay, it's time to do something else. Whereas on YouTube, for the YouTube, of course, I'm talking not about the YouTube streams, but more about the YouTube VOT, right? The videos that people shoot and edit very carefully and upload to YouTube, of course, the streams are not going to be able to compete with the VODs, right? And if I were to be honest, my expectations were really unrealistic because I think what I was doing was, I was doing work that was easy to do, which is streaming, right? Streaming, you just go on, you just blah, and then that's the stream, and then uh, and then that's the content, right? Whereas uh, VODs, the reason they're so good and the reason I watch them it's because they are edited, you know, and a lot of thought went into planning uh, where to shoot or what to shoot, what the, what everything is going to look like, each what each scene is going to look like, and then uh, edited very carefully. Um, visual effects are added in. Uh, of course, it's going to be better, right? Uh, it's going to be denser. It's going to be short and, you know, full of good quality goodness. <laughs> Uh, And I think this morning, this point was uh, brought to me because one of the things we have been doing is we have been uh, doing lots of quizzes, right? And in the beginning, I really enjoyed them. Uh, Lately, I've been feeling like uh, maybe I'm just going through the motions. And I think this morning, uh, Angie, you shared this uh, video, which was this awesome YouTube video of this quiz that was run by a little puppet and it was funny. It was entertaining. It was informative. I feel like there was educational value in it. I I don't, I forgot what the channel was called. I'll find it and put it in the link. This quiz was about uh, Miyamoto Musashi, the greatest uh, samurai of all time, right? And it was very interesting the way the the quiz was done, and then two contestants were competing, trying to win the quiz as they guess the answer. Uh, sometimes, instead of saying whether the answer is correct or incorrect, sometimes they actually reenact the whole scene of what happened in history. Uh, they have like this uh, these puppets, these shadow puppets to to reenact the whole scene of what happened, and that w- that was the answer instead of just saying the answer is C, right? So the whole thing was really high quality, really, uh, entertaining, really good content. And I look at that and then I was thinking about the quizzes that I've been doing and I'm like, wow, this is, this is like, um, much more work, infinitely much more work than, uh, what I've put in because I put in like zero work, right? Um, this guy had to like, uh, plan out the whole thing. He had to actually come up with a quiz himself, right? Uh... The answers also were funny. The choices for the answers were at the same time funny, at the same time also uh, sometimes not obvious. So there was the element of suspense, you know, when you're guessing the answers, you know, some of the answers, although they sound funny, they could be true, right? Um, So it was amazing to me to watch that. And that really pushed home the message that actually streaming cannot compare... To vods in terms of quality, right? So uh, and also kind of push home to me the my expectations of like ah yeah just simply stream every day and uh, and it will be good enough, but then the it's not good enough for me, you know, because the co- the content that I like to watch is actually the content that a lot of work went into the vods, the YouTube videos, right? So yeah, just now this morning I was talking to Tuck. He says we can only produce what we consume. And I, I tend to agree like me just watching streams for the sake of like, oh, I want to be a streamer, but then actually I don't really, uh, enjoy watching streams as much as I enjoy watching YouTube or Netflix. I think, uh, I'm not being honest with myself. So I think that's gotta, probably gotta change. I gotta change something. I gotta learn how to make YouTube videos or, um, I might still stream every day. I don't know. Or maybe I'll, if I don't have enough time, I might cut down on the streaming. But uh, yeah, maybe the next stage for me is uh, learning how to make YouTube videos. And uh, Tuck actually showed me some videos of these uh, Chinese channels uh, that do very well. And actually, it's also like a guy sitting in front of the computer talking. And maybe they add in some visuals to show. Or maybe they add in some uh, videos to show. And I don't know how to do all this, right? The only difference is that they have done a lot of research. They are really interested in one topic, and then they go down that rabbit hole really deep, and then they talk about it very extensively. Like, um, yeah, some of them are like maybe conspiracy theories. Some of them are maybe like um a murder mystery, you know, uh, something that really happened, uh, things like that. And uh, I thought it was very compelling, and um, I found it very inspiring because I always thought like, oh, on YouTube you gotta you gotta make it very visual right you gotta be like ana akana or you gotta be like uh ryan higa right otherwise nobody's gonna watch your youtube videos and then like uh, when Tuck showed me this i was like oh okay so there are these videos where it's just a talking hit just that the topics they are talking about is so interesting that people will actually watch this video so uh it gives me hope yeah <laughs> because uh i am not trained you know to uh visualize things i'm not i never took a film study course i never studied uh, filmmaking or anything i don't know how to shoot a scene i i cannot visualize things uh, that well until i see them right and then it's and then it's just i'm just copying right yeah so i i if i were to talk about things if i just use words it's within my capabilities and okay it says ah oh, yeah same it takes time la consistency is key just like a youtube channel you need to build content passionately and followers will charity you yeah i think so but um the part of me that's like um trying to qc myself right the part of me that's trying to uh quality control myself is like is this good enough and when i think about it i think like yeah this makes sense it's i don't think this is going to work i think i can actually foresee myself like just doing the this double streaming thing and just dumping things onto, you know, just coming on every day and just streaming onto uh, Facebook and Twitch. And I can see that maybe a year from now the Twitch hasn't moved at all. <laughs> I I totally believe that that's a possibility. So uh, I mean that's that's okay too. But then I also feel like there's a part of me that's like, okay, am I just gonna come on and uh and do quizzes every day? Uh, some quiz that some from some website. I'm like. But people can do this by themselves as well, right? So it's like um, I'm not really adding anything to the content that much. So I'm like, okay, uh, is there anything else I can do? Is there anything more creative, uh, anything more involved that I can do? Of course, like there's actually a huge jump between just coming on and streaming and creating a YouTube video because in a YouTube video, you probably plan out the scene, write out the script, act it out, shoot it. Uh, maybe reshoot it because that i can foresee like that's acting as well because if you're not happy with your acting which a lot of the times uh, i'm not you know <laughs> i will probably have to reshoot it and then uh, yeah it's it's a lot of time and effort and then editing as well uh, which i'm not that skilled in i'm still learning uh, editing when as and when i need it Andrew Kate says, my beer half full, I'm grateful love, for the beer I have. And some people don't. Yeah. So I guess th- is, I always want the beer to be full. So I'm always trying to shrink my glass. Does that make sense? Uh, I'm always trying to lower my expectations. It's just that lowering your expectations also takes time. Because I cannot just, you know, just say, okay this makes sense to me. Okay, I'm just gonna lower my expectations and then snap my finger and that's it, right? And I'm just, okay, I've turned on the switch and now my expectations are here. I think it takes time to accept it. Like even though I think this makes sense to me, you know, um, of course, if I don't watch that much Twitch, of course, it makes sense that I shouldn't be expecting people to be flooding into my stream when I myself can see that even I don't watch that much streaming right and even I can see the appeal of carefully created content what's compared to streams yeah so um I've been thinking about that and uh, I think in another day or two as time goes by uh, that would be the new normal that would be the new expectations that I have and that will be the new size beer glass that I have and my beer glass would be full, you know, and I'll be happy. So that's that's the way I see it. Okay, it's going to be easier to read on here. Angie says, the guys doing the Puppet History stream were formerly from BuzzFeed. They have plenty of experience. Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, of course, they are a better team. They are a better content creation team. To be realistic, I can learn from them. I can improve and um, be inspired by them. That's 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 the realistic expectations I can have. Um, not, not to say like, oh, they're so good. I, I can never be that good. So, uh, might as well quit. Right. And it, even if I'm might never be that good, doesn't mean I should stop trying. I, even if I can be, you know, a fraction is good. Okay. Andrew says, FB live your camp five when the mall reopens or your jungle trail vlog would be interesting, interesting to see. Yeah, the jungle trail vlog, uh, I think I was quite happy with it. I wish we saw more animals and also there were things that I regretted not videoing. And also the the quality of uh, the, the way I set up my phone was very chinchai. I just simply started shooting, right? I I didn't look at my phone settings and I didn't look at my GoPro settings and uh, it could have been a lot more better quality. And also I I should have shot more that I realized there was one part where I was talking about some um, cicada mounts, right? Uh, and it was... Actually, the cicadas have a very interesting story. But I didn't shoot it. I said like, yeah, that was a cicada mount. And I point to the back. And I never had the video. I looked through all my footage. I'm like, why did I point back at the cicada mount? And I didn't even shoot the cicada mount, right? Um, yeah, so I'm learning. I have to make these mistakes to learn. And um, yeah, I think so. But the 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 camp 5 climbing and the rock climbing i think there's a part of me that's bracing for uh, an mco happening oh and the other thing is also um streaming from outside of the house i haven't tried that much andrew I, I guess i can from the phone it's just gonna be the quality is not gonna be the same but i'll try it i know that people there are people who uh, do irl streaming in real life streaming where they have this expensive gear all set up in a backpack and like they have a camera over their shoulder attached to their shoulder and and just walking around like streaming whatever they see um it sounds interesting to me but uh for me i'm gonna end up with like a lot of things that are not very interesting i'm gonna (laughs) there's a lot of uh things it's like out of maybe if i stream for like an hour probably only like five minutes or less is gonna be actually interesting stuff happening yeah, and also, I, I don't know how to set all that stuff up. Uh, Yeah, you need like a very expensive wireless gear, and I don't know. I've, I've seen some videos where they need a lot of equipment, but that's also like the lower resolution, the lower um, bandwidth-friendly one, which is just just use whatever mobile provider you have and use your phone and just use, use that to do a vlog, right? I think that's probably what I would do uh, instead of investing in more equipment, which I... I really, I really don't want to invest in any more equipment. Yeah, it takes time la. Yeah, 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 you're right. It does take time. If I look back at my streaming, if I look back at my early March streaming where I was just, just simply streaming, right? It has improved at least a little bit, right? The quality of the streams in terms of the equipment, in terms of uh, the things that I do, in terms of uh, me being more familiar and more relaxed with uh, streaming. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah, about the Camp 5, right? Yeah, the Camp 5 things. Yeah, I, I'm actually... Okay, the other thing I wanted to say is actually I'm also... I think part of the reason I'm also a little bit um, getting the Monday blues a little bit or the or the blues a little bit is also, I think, I'm kind of worried that we'll have another MCO. I don't want to think about that right now, but uh, it is at the back of my mind. I don't know what's going to happen and uh, this uncertainty is kind of uh weighing me down a little bit. Uh, but I guess that's that's the same with everyone. Everyone is also um, thinking about that a little bit, right? But let's just keep our chin up lah. Okay, there's some praise coming my way from Ng. He says, what makes your quizzes fun is because of the interaction between all of us. If we just play them on our own, it wouldn't be the same. Yeah, that's true lah. Yeah, actually, I, I do realize sometimes it's fun when uh, somebody is uh, in there trying to make um funny answers right and it's always fun and it makes me laugh like uh, the other day Mike was doing it and the other day uh I think Dustin was doing it a little bit and the other day uh Firis was doing it and it's fun it's fun when we can have a laugh about it but it does feel like it's out of my control as well sometimes it's like okay if everybody just feels like okay I'm gonna go now and then like uh before I know it I'm in the middle of a quiz or I'm finishing up a quiz but there's only one participant left you know It's not like an exam where you're going to sit through to the end, right? It's kind of like, yeah, it's a fun quiz. You can come and leave as you want, which is the way it should be. Um, But at the same time, sometimes I feel like it's kind of out of my control and I, I feel like, okay, I'm doing the quiz, but I don't know if the people, how many, okay, I can look at the numbers and say, okay, maybe two people are left and they're maybe still enjoying the quiz. I don't know. And then in the end, I'm like, are people actually still enjoying the quiz? Should I ask the question or should I just, you know, continue? I don't want to, I want to bring it up if it's going to remind people that they're not having fun, right? But maybe I should lie, I don't know. And then I feel like uh, also, is it just I'm going through the last five questions and uh, e- actually everybody wants to end the quiz and nobody's saying anything about it. Sometimes I feel that it could be a little bit like that. And she says, with outdoor shooting, you need a small team of other people to help you. Yeah, I'll just do it myself until, until I realize like I need someone else to do it or I need the sound isn't good enough, or uh, the lighting isn't good enough, and then, and then uh, I'll start getting carried away with uh, the whole production. But the the thing is, if I start doing that as well, it's not just the the cost of the thing and the the transportation of the thing. It's also like all of a sudden you need permission to shoot here because all of a sudden you're you're shooting rather than just like people. If you are shooting a vlog with just your phone, people think you're just taking a selfie. Nobody cares, right? Andrew says, all you need is a sugu. Oops, I mean tripod. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't believe you went there. Um, okay. So that was episode 31 of the beauty of ugly. And, uh, I'll see you guys next week. Uh, so until then stay safe, uh, be happy, keep your beer glasses small and, uh, yeah, I'll see you guys soon. Bye.